This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offer, offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And it's Into the Apex, episode 21. Tyler Bradley, Rob, and uh, Patrick Stein from MadSimRacing.com joining us again. This is a special Daytona 500 uh, Daytona episode, oval episode. We talk a lot of road racing on here, and we're going to change it up this week and dedicate uh, dedicate an episode to oval only. And uh, Bradley, I think the I mean the only way to start talking about it is kind of going. It's kind of a nostalgic element for us uh, with the Daytona 500 because that's I mean NASCAR is what got us in the motorsport. That's what got us into NASCAR 2003 season in the early 2000s. Uh, and got us basically to this point where we were interested in iRacing and, and uh, you know, having the fun that we're having today. Uh, but NASCAR, it feels like for NASCAR, and I know we've talked about it on early episodes, uh, but we'll visit it again to an extent here for anybody that's new with us. NASCAR is kind of a blast for the past for us, and it's like it's it's fading away from, from what we used to like. Uh, and, and by that, I mean uh, the drivers that are there. Uh, I mean, for, for our core time of it uh the people that are still there that we really care for would be and we may not have liked them back years ago but kevin harvick ryan newman even dare i say kyle bush uh i still don't like kyle (laughs) yeah i agree i agree but he's there and he's he he makes he's what makes it you know drivers like that oh yeah you can hearken it back to the day at least where you and me were following it and watching it more closely yeah i mean we and we were Dale Jarrett fans back in the day. So it's nice to see him in the booth. That adds a little bit to it. It's just weird to see Dale Jr. And although Jeff Gordon does a good job and Dale Jr. went from really the nervous interviewer to the now pretty well-spoken analyst. And I know he does a podcast too now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's good with the media. He's gotten even better. He was on, I liked having him on some of the, uh, EMSA Daytona 24 coverage as well. Um, but you know what? I mean, 
Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, um, you know, Rusty Wallace. I mean, those are the day the the late for us in particular at our current age, uh, the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, NASCAR, right. that was, that was the many years that we were into it. Um, and through those changes, I think, uh, where we started to trail off with NASCAR and following it like we would follow, uh, say, baseball, other sports that we're into, uh, was sort of uh, when the, uh, what was it, the Car Tomorrow hit? Uh, yeah, somewhere car- around there was sort of maybe around, see, the last race we attended was Charlotte Motor Speedway in 2008 at the All-Star Race. Right. Um, so I think I think shortly after that, we just stopped watching the races, maybe in the towards 2010 completely just com- totally stopped following nascar and yeah and didn't really pay attention at all until this past year yeah i mentioned in an early episode uh from in my case it was it was uh 09 to 2010 i started to watch formula one and that kind of changed me over to road racing completely at that point uh to from formula one to indycar and i will say uh, I struggle still with, and this is probably blasphemy to, to several people listening to this, but but it's it's true. Uh, I struggle still probably to sit down and watch with full with a lot of attention a full NASCAR race at say Dover Speedway or Kansas, well, you know whatever. Um, I struggle to follow that all the way through, um, depending on how close the racing is uh, or the race for the lead. Um, it's I, I have a hard time kind of watching the laps go by, whereas with road. Uh, I like just watching the cars uh, and how unique several of them are. Um, Formula One is boring to to at a, to a level, but at the same time, it's so extreme with the speed and everything else, uh, and it's fairly short uh, that it kind of keeps your attention to a degree. Um, but you still kind of fade out on that too. I mean, I mean, like many sports, I think basketball is the only thing that's really so fast paced that you can't look away. Baseball, especially, that's a speaking of sports to watch. It's kind of made for you to kind of slowly eat a hot dog and drink a beer while you watch it, uh, as the action happens every now and then. Um, but I'm not gonna it, let you just glaze over hockey here. Yeah, hockey. It's just as exciting now. as uh, basketball. It's nonstop. Yeah, you're allowed to fight. <laughs> well, hockey, you have to. My problem with hockey is I can't even see the. Uh, the puck or the ball, whatever the hell. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. going on. They've experimented with uh, like puck trails and stuff a couple times, but yeah, people don't like, like it. I need a thousand, right? Yeah, people don't like it. I need a puck trail because otherwise I'm just watching a bunch of men skating. <laughs> That's all I see. <laughs> I'm watching them fight. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe hockey's exciting yeah. for our Canadian co host and our. Uh, Almost, almost Canadian co-host up in near Wisconsin. <laughs> but for those of us uh, uh, in the south where it's warm and we go to baseball games, that's <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's right. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a long-winded way of saying that uh, NASCAR lost our attention. It lost my attention with road racing, um, but there's still something to it. And uh, I kind of, as I got back into i racing in February, and then the uh, pandemic hit. And NASCAR was kind of the first competitive thing to come back live, uh, besides the fact that they came back in the middle of the kind of initial shutdown with iRacing, which was exciting in its own right. Um, and honestly got me kind of back on track with who's actually racing in the series, uh, to be completely honest. Yeah, it did It did for me too. I hadn't had not followed. I didn't realize uh, so many of the uh, older guys that are retired. Um 
So yeah, I mean that that brought me back on board just watching because that's the one thing I would watch all the way through was those uh, the iRacing Pro Invitational events, uh, just because it was iRacing. I couldn't couldn't stop looking and watching iRacing and sim racing on on television. Oh yeah, it was cool. So I mean, it brought me back Very into cool. it. Not st- I still haven't watched that many races in real on on television since they started back in real life. I went to the one, of course, at the Roval, and that's a whole different experience. Um, and it was pretty cool to see them race in the rain and with rain tires. Um, but I mean, honest, I honestly can't say that I've started following NASCAR because of getting more onto sim racing. So I don't know. Is that what you're saying, Tyler, that you've started following it more or you just uh, have watched I, more than normal? I think when I'm, I'm just laying the, basically laying out where at least you and I stand on NASCAR. I know Rob, uh, you're an F1 guy and a road guy. So Rob's, as Rob has told us, he's probably, he's going to lean on us for NASCAR talk. Yeah, like I, I grew up like 94, like I'd be like four years old. I remember being obsessed with Ricky Rudd and his Tide car. Yes, yes. Like, you're, oh, I don't boy. know what it was, oh. just like you're a child and you just kind of gravitate to something right. for some reason. And I was, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, some of those old school paint jobs. I remember, yeah. Tyler, you, this will, you'll remember this too. We were in, I think it was kindergarten. I mean, it had to have been 95 and we were already into NASCAR. And I remember we had, I think we had these like folder things. And uh, me, dude, me and Tyler. Say that. I yeah. To say that. So one was, I think, Jeff Burton in the X side. Oh, that X side 99 X side. And Mark uh, Martin in that six Mark, album. Right. Uh, and then Tyler's favorite was Terry Labonte in the Cornflakes uh, Chevrolet. And then my favorite was Sterling Marlin in the Kodak car. And we, we, oh, we had. Hamilton. Bobby Hamilton was in the Kodak car. Right? Oh, was he at the time? Number I thought it was. Four, yeah. For, yeah, I think, for a while. Yes, yeah. But, I, I believe uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but I remember the we had a collection of I'd say at least fifty, if not more. Oh yeah. Uh of those small die cast NASCARs. We ended up selling them all at a yard sale, but we had I wish we'd had them now because they were all like the mid early nineties paint schemes and even yeah. the, the Bush series cars we had. Like yeah, the, the Win Dixie car, I think that right. Dale Jarrett drove in the Bush series. I think yes. he did anyway. The Bell South Joe Nemechek. Yep. Uh, and when we say little, when, when he says uh, whatever, it talking like the 50 cent little cars you get in the toy yeah, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, yeah. yeah. Um, so every time we'd go, I mean, this is late, you know, 95 to 99. Uh, to give reference for those, uh, Bradley and I are identical twins. We're eight, 30 years old now. So back in, you know, 95, we're, we're about five and, and, and on from 95 to 2000. And that's when we, uh, we're getting those. We'd have a ton of those, and we'd, you know, two of us. You always get another playmate, so to speak, and uh, we'd race each other. We'd pick out, we'd line these things up, and we'd each pick a car right. one at a time, and we'd hold a Daytona 500 in our room and and get rug bur- or carpet burn on our knees. Now, don't 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 say it. <laughs> so I just crack open the door. Uh, I remember doing that during the one of the Daytona 500s yeah. too. Had to have been in like '98. Yeah. Um, Might have been the one. To, no, that was. I don't know. I remember. I do remember watching the Daytona 500. The Dale Earnhardt died. I do. I, I, rem- I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that one. Um, so what I'm trying to say with that story is that Bradley and I have been sim racing since the late '90s before sim racing was even. Yeah, we, we had uh, NASCAR Racing '99 on Nintendo 64. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we had we actually had wheels and pedals to go with that. If you remember. Yeah. 
Oh, and to, and I was thinking of this the other day, knowing that we were doing this episode. Bradley, here's another piece of nostalgia. Let's let's test your childhood memory against mine. Do you recall um, in uh, whatever somewhere in the '90s there uh, that that we had recorded a NASCAR race at Atlanta? Yes, on the, on Bobby Labonte won. On Bobby video Labonte cassette, won the race, and we would come back from from uh, you know the little the little brothers coming home from yes. first grade. And we'd pop that video cassette in every other day and just watch different parts of that race yeah. over and over and over again. I do remember Bobby Labonte won the it. Interstate Batteries car, the, the the Rainbow Warriors. Oh, I loved that. Yeah. I loved that that car, the Interstate Batteries green right. car. But I don't like the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a trip down memory lane there. Uh, True. Patrick, are you? I've not really ever talked to you about your. I know you're probably more of a NASCAR guy, being from America than. Than at least Rob is now. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure what to make of that comment. Where, where are you? Where are you at with NASCAR, Patrick? Is where I'm getting. Um, that's what got me into motorsports. Basically, um, was NASCAR. I got into it probably it's say late '90s, so probably around the same time, maybe a little after you and Bradley did. I got into it like '97, '98, and I watched it pretty regularly till. I want to say like 2003, 2004. And then it kind of dipped off for me. It kind of, once Dale Earnhardt died and then, you know, a couple of those things happened, a couple other things happened. I just, it, it, some, some, some of the interest just kind of went away. Yeah. And that's, I feel like we're, uh, it sounds like the three of us, you know, you've always heard the NASCAR had a problem with popularity dipping when it when it was uh, at its peak, one of the most popular things in the country. Uh, we're almost as, as three people of a similar age that were fans in the late 90s, early 2000s. We're talking about all of us kind of fading out of it. And then still still now, honestly speaking, saying that we, you know, we're, we're excited about certain races, but we have a hard time following the whole season. Um and maybe that is a future episode to kind of get to and, and understand more. I don't know that I could give a really good uh, take on it right now. Honestly, I don't think I have my thoughts gathered on that. And I would want to hear probably from people that uh, have different ideas about it or maybe read some articles on it. But uh, it's still, I mean, regardless of that, regardless of where we faded out, we still have those kind of fond memories, just like Rob said, um, even he, <laughs> hockey and road fan he is. Uh, even Rob remembers the Ricky Rudd Tide car. And as soon as he said yeah. that, we all lit up because we were like, oh, oh yeah. that, that was it. That was yep. the time. That was and is, the is there anything like that that goes for Nescore now that's, that is kind of iconic or do you think will be iconic in the future like that? Like it's it's like the, it's the nostalgia of the good old days, but is it really – I don't know if you're going to capture that again just because it's changed so much. The personalities have changed. I mean, you got – tiktokers getting into race cars at 18 years old and it's just it's a whole different i guess a whole different level of of driver now so the fandom is going to be different and the whole industry as a whole has uh definitely changed since you know late 90s early 2000s where i mean even at a corporate level you look at sponsorships and things like that where you think back to dale earnhardt what car did he run in the late nineties, the black GM Goodrich Chevrolet number three, you, that was 
pretty much the only car he would ever run. Maybe he would have a special paint job every once in a while. But that was it. Nowadays, they're, you know, maybe they'll have the same sponsor in the car for two or three races, and then they'll switch. So you don't get that feeling of like, oh, I think of Chase Elliott, and I think of Napa. Because he's not always driving the Napa car. He might drive Mountain Dew. He might drive uh, Uni first. I don't, you know, anybody else. I don't know. Well, yeah. the other question is, uh, you know, now it's just the NASCAR Cup Series, and they kind of have that five-tier sponsor deal, which is they're still pretty solid company. That's right. I didn't even think tier. about that. I, I didn't uh, even consider the, the naming rights. Right. They It's changed. What was it? The last thing it was was Monster. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it changed, which, which we missed that, Bradley, and I missed that. Oh, yeah. We, totally. We, we recall the Sprint Cup Series. That was the last we were in it. And, um, um, I mean, now you – are they getting are they losing basically are people sponsors losing interest like big companies losing interest in it and is that part of a downfall because now you see like blue emu arthritis cream or whatever the hell uh like is that is that as good as it gets i mean you still got some big sponsors there um but as you lose some of the the names that are big from the time that we're talking about jimmy johnson being a huge one that just ducked out uh he always he he brought the sponsor power you know, kind of being the Tom Brady of the series. Yeah. And uh, as they fade out, are people and and we're probably not the right people to talk about it, being that we're our fandom of it is kind of stuck in a time capsule, as we've just described. Uh, so I don't know that I can really answer it. So if you're listening and you know, give us uh, some insight. Uh, are there names that are there now that can fill that gap potentially? I think Chase Elliott's probably, uh, from my sense of it, uh, one of the few. Yeah, yeah, with I mean, the family heritage, I'd say so. That's the other thing. The, uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing I do like. Now. That's one thing I like. I don't mind. I kind of missed the, the transfer of it all uh, where, where certain people – like I watched – I turned on the NASCAR race earlier this year uh, with the pandemic, and I'm like, damn, when did Greg Biffle retire? I didn't even know that. I thought he would still be out there. <laughs> um, so that's a track full of Biffles out yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> It's yeah. Biffle on Biff. Well, yeah, that's where I'm at. See, that's my moment, I'm my moment like that was when I saw the three car. I'm like, wait a minute! I thought they permanently retired that out of respect to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, I'd I hadn't. So I was like, when? I mean, this is like a, some kind of grab of money or something. Yeah, it's like I thought you retired the number. Yeah, but they brought it back. Yeah, uh, that's was one that? of the things. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. You know, there are names I remember from those days, uh, Elliot. Nemechek, uh, Blaney, LaJoy. Uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's it, it's kind of that's you have to know somebody to get into racing. That's the pinnacle of that. Your dad was uh, was from those days, but it's still cool to see. Uh, and those are people I can kind of pull for. I was pulling from, you know, it's Ryan Blaney versus Chase Elliott. Talk about NASCAR di- and racing the dynasties. That's what we saw the other night with the clash. Yeah, that's like. Uh- Go ahead, Bradley. <laughs> I was going to say it's like remaking a movie from the 80s when it's all yeah. just their kids. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly what it's like. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. But they were good though, right? Like the next generation. Yeah. yeah. Not the original right. and the next generation. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's right. I'm always happy to see rich kids fulfill their dreams. Well, you're a Lance Stroll fan, aren't you? Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I thought we weren't going to talk about road uh, racing. 
No, I'm I'm not oh, a fan of. I this. thought you were a Lance Stroll fan. <laughs> no, like you know, like there's a certain patriotism there, but okay. Outside of that, he's pretty. He's a pretty shitty driver. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Gene Haas did some prison time, so we can all we can all excuse ourselves for making some exceptions. But anyway, back to NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that kind of, I mean, that's, I just, I could probably talk about that all day. Some of the nostalgia of it. I mean, it also takes me back to NASCAR 2003 season as far as sim racing goes. Um, Patrick, did you ever, back in that time, did you ever, were you aware of NASCAR 2003 season and stuff like that? Yeah. um, I wanted to get it when I was back then, but um, I mostly stuck to, I had some like EA Sports NASCAR game for like PlayStation back then i had the wheel i had the pedals but that's all i did i didn't do any of the actual i would say legit sim racing back then i i knew nothing about it and i think back then i still had dial up so i don't know how that would have went yeah so you just did like the arcade kind of game yeah like nascar heat kind of today's equivalent but bradley and i did that on the nintendo 64 uh for a while um and then I uh, we got into NASCAR 2003 season um, uh, pretty much. Our, I think one of our dad's f- co-workers w- was into it. And let me talk about it. Oh, you know, it's the way iRacing is. It's what we all are now, a bunch of grown older men playing games. In a I, league. Yeah, I've like, thought about it like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's – yeah, I know I painted as a beautiful picture for everybody, but it's – I mean, hey, you do a bowling league, you do a racing league. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Um, yeah, really. It's, it's all about the friends you make along the way. <laughs> the connections That's right. yeah well see i remember back then when so we were just playing the regular game we just had one copy of the nascar 2003 game yeah. for pc and uh just played the single player and uh i think we even used that joystick we didn't have a wheel for the longest time i used that, that yeah. i used that joystick that we told that story yeah 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 but anyway i think uh we learned about leagues because our dad's friend this older guy he worked with Told him about it. it sounds so scary. Name right? Steve. Yeah, uh, Steve from Yellowstone. <laughs> Steve, um, from, uh, Steve from Steve from Yadkinville, uh, North Carolina. That's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, we didn't know anything about uh, the sim racing, like sim racing, quote unquote, uh, or any of the leagues and stuff. And he had talked about being in the leagues, and then he gave our dad a disc, and we put it in the computer and installed it, and it was all the mods. Dangerous. Yeah, it could have been anything. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> could have been a knock on the door but <laughs> oh, let me give that one a moment um, <laughs> but uh no it had all the mods for nascar 2003 season it had the yeah. truck mod the arca mod the late models i mean everything which which let's put this for anybody that's uh, not from that era uh when we say truck and art and whatever i rocket had uh, when they say mods, they looked different, but they there were no physics difference. Right, right, right. So it was like driving all the same car, just looked different. So iRacing is much more advanced in that respect, thankfully. Yeah, I think that you could, in a way, it was it was nicer because you could model. I mean, I know we drove the Dodge Charger, like that that older NASCAR version of the Charger. Yeah, I like for, for mini series. Grill was down low, yeah. and I I remember we we tested uh, Mitsubishi NASCAR. Do you remember that, Tyler? Remember that somebody, somebody had modeled uh, yeah, fake, fake Mitsubishi, and we tried to do that. That was when the Pontiac was also phasing out, but they did yeah, have Pontiacs. That's too. right. They did. Um, Speaking of late 90s nostalgic NASCAR. Yeah. 
Good old Pontiac. Yeah. 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 Um, any other, any other thoughts? I mean, we're kind of, I mean, this will be appeal to maybe a handful of people from that time. Uh, other people are going to be like, you know, what are you guys talking about? It's all about Chase Elliott. And, uh, what's, what's another one of those drivers? Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Coming back. He's got, yeah. And a better, best, I guess a better ride than what he had. So it worked out for him. Well, Sounds guess, like he's been dominating in the dirt track. I mean, out. yeah. So I guess uh, if you're good, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, Haley Deegan. <laughs> she's a nice lady. Oh yeah, she's a sweet yeah. girl. She's leave the next. Leave. She'll be the next Annika Patrick. Leave Haley alone. Leave her alone. You still have the bushes out there. You got Kyle and Kurt. Even though Kurt's probably the bushes got probably yeah. another only season or two left in him. But he's, I noticed the other night Kevin Harvick just looking at the picture of him. God, he's looking. Looking a little old. You know, Derek Cope is starting <laughs> to go for the state tone. I, I saw that. He, how old is he? Sixties. He's out there. Wow. You know what I think? Bring Jeremy Mayfield back. Give him some meth. Oh he'll, yes. He'll win that mobile thing. one. Give Jeremy Mayfield some meth, and and he'll be good to go. <laughs> uh, for him. I think he had some. Yeah, I think he had a little more legal troubles in North Carolina. I'm yeah. not sure the details, but embezzling and Problem. a few yeah. other things, tax evasion. Got to feed that meth habit. And you know, the sad thing is I remember, did you guys ever watch that show, uh, NASCAR Drivers 360, where it would follow like Kenny Wallace yeah, and some right. of those guys at home and then onto the track? One episode featured him, I remember. Oh, I remember. Uh, Mayfield, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just kind of just kind of sad to see see him on top of the world, living on Lake Norman and yeah, where they all live and uh, just kind of throws it all away. Yeah, it's sad. I remember, I remember him and Rusty Wallace's teammate. But I remember, wasn't it AJ Allmendinger who's doing pretty good now? Wasn't he the one that got busted for for I, drugs I or something like that? I think AJ Allmendinger. He did some, he cheated or something? Was it wasn't him I then? Think or AJ, like I don't think he had any trouble. No, I don't think it was AJ. Uh, who, who who was it? Someone I don't think it was. He he drove like the the Aaron's car, I think. Oh, that was Michael. uh that was part of Michael Waltrip racing. That was uh I didn't hear that. Who who was that guy though? It was the double zero car. Yeah. Michael yeah. No, no, it wasn't him. He had any issues? No, he started with uh, an A. I swear it was started with an A. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. about. You're talking about failing a substance test? Yeah. You remember and, Shane? And he got suspended Hamil. for a little bit. You remember Shane Hamil or Meal? Yes, yes. Bill yes. Jarrett went and almost punched him in the face at Bristol under a red flag in a, in a uh, <laughs> nationwide race or Bush race. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Because Dale meant business. <laughs> I, mean, I remember that. That was back in like early 2000s. Well, I'm looking at, uh, thanks to uh, Wikipedia, I'm looking at A.J. Allmendinger. And I cannot confirm I cannot confirm that he's the one that participated in that, what I'm talking about. But he does have a cat named Mr. Mr. Tickles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on Wikipedia? It's on Wikipedia. It says he married his longtime girlfriend and the two own a pet cat named Mr. Tickles. That's a nice detail for Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, AJ Allmendinger won the uh, All Star Race Shootout. That's open. right, he did. You and I were down in the mosh pit. We were down on the front stretch. Uh, for he next was in the in the Red Bull car. He was in the Red Bull. Him car. and Brian Vickers. Yeah, we, Bradley and I. This is here. Let's throw this out there since this is a free for all of NASCAR stories. Uh, Bradley and I went to the 2008 All Star Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, or at the time Lowe's Motor Speedway. Have we? I think we've told this story. On the we, we got we had uh, mosh pit passes uh, to go down from Nextel because that was our phone provider. We got lucky and got those for free. 
Uh, so we went in uh, for the, they did like the driver intros on the stage. We were part of the crowd uh, that got to stand on the front stretch at the stage and, and cheer for the TV. Uh, so we actually snuck in for the whole day. A golf cart came through and, and saw our, our VIP passes and didn't really read them and thought we were VIPs to just take on into the pits. And uh, we didn't say anything. He was like, yeah, let's let's go. They, they cruised us through the tunnel of Lowe's Motor Speedway. And we found us and our, our dad at the time, because we just finished high school, um, found ourselves inside Charlotte Motor Speedway early in the day. So we had to basically act natural for hours because we weren't technically supposed to be in there for until that evening. Uh, and we just walked around and looked at the RVs and the pits and uh, just acted like we belonged there. And uh, everything worked out just fine. But uh, we got to see AJ win the race and we got to see Dale Jarrett's last race. Uh, he got for the cameras. They had a big brown UPS truck on the front stretch down there where we were. And Dale got in the, the UPS truck uh, as kind of like a farewell from, from a sponsor. And we were right down there next, there as he was uh, getting into the UPS truck and uh, kind of doing his farewell again for the sponsor. And uh, for two, you know, old school NASCAR, I mean, old school for, for us. Uh, NASCAR fans, it was his last kind of season, his last hurrah. I think he was doing like a half season, Bradley, uh, instead of the full season as his last season. And uh, we were down there on track to see him see him out. But uh, it's kind of a cool experience. And then that was it until you really went to this uh, uh, Xfinity race this past fall, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, brought, up, brought, up, brought it all back. That's for sure. I mean, everything is – I mean, you, you remember the races that we went to going to one. I mean, I would – if you have a chance to go to the – to mid Ohio, I would do it for sure. Yeah. We went to Martinsville several times. Uh, we got a, I think we still have somewhere. I think you have it, a speed channel banner signed by yeah, I do have it. John Roberts and Rutledge Rutledge, Wood. Yeah. We got all their autographs and we were right. We stood for hours uh, to get on the race day show. Yeah. We still right, got the, right uh, the beads, the speed TV beads that they yeah. were throwing out in between still commercial the- breaks. Mm-hmm. Good times. Maybe oh, yeah. now as I'm, I'm talking myself into it now. Oh, another, uh, if we're going to finish off with old school stories, one last yeah, we got one. Other topics to move. Um, to. This is something I would. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I wish we'd kept them just real quick. Yeah. You remember those things. Uh, so I guess to go back, cause that was a lot with our dad. He connected us with NASCAR and would go to the races and things. Uh, so I mean, we have him to credit for our getting into motorsports, right. but one, one interesting and cool story real quick. Um, he was in our small little town we grew up in in the mountains called Sparta, North Carolina. Um, and there was this, he said he was going to the to the grocery store there and there was this big truck that had the Nextel logo on it. It was like a NASCAR Nextel series truck, like a hauler truck. So he thought somebody famous might be inside or some, you know, there was a race car in there or something. So he walked over in his boldness and knocked on the door and some guy, guy came out and this was after the season had just ended. So they're obviously on their way back from Charlotte from somewhere. Um, but, uh, he knocked on the door and the guy said, yeah, there's nobody but me here. I'm hauling all these banners. Uh, my job is to haul all the NASCAR Nextel cut banners to each track and put them up and then load them off, off and bring it back to Charlotte. And, uh, since the season was over, our dad said, well, is there anything you can give to take back to my sons? And he said, yeah, you can, they don't count these banners and we're done with the year. So you can have a couple of these big banners. So he brings home these huge vinyl-like pressed b- banners that had to have been over $100 a piece. And we kept those two. There was a black one and a yellow, all yellow one. And we kept them forever. 
And I, I think they just got so decrepit we had to throw them away. But that was uh, interesting. Just interesting I mean, story. Can you imagine, the, you know, oh, maybe Tony Stewart's in that big giant NASCAR hall, or I'll just go knock on the door. Yeah, but yeah, you get like same thing about getting in the infield. If his philosophy was, if you don't ask or you don't try, you never, you'll never, yeah, you never figure it out. So that's, that is true. Ended up getting something out of it. So that's that's an interesting story. So as we were, uh, as we look forward, that's that's a long road to uh, to somewhere. Uh, as we look forward to the Daytona 500 this weekend, we are excited about it. Uh, we watched, uh, actually, all four of us. We got on. We we stream and watch as a group the uh, the Bush Clash, uh, and it was interestingly at the Daytona Road Course this year. Um, we actually had a great time watching that, right, Patrick? On on the other night. I mean, it was a great th- great entertaining race. Yeah, um, I think that's the f- in my memory the first NASCAR road race at night, besides the Roval. Um, I mean, before the Roval, I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything else really. Yeah, I think so, and and I, I kind of liked the whole, the whole thing of it. I don't think I really watched the last one they did over the over last year. I know they're going to do a, a points race there uh, because of Auto Club, uh, but it kind of raises kind of a discussion uh, that we started amongst each other, which is kind of what do the NASCAR fans of today think about? more road courses uh, in NASCAR. Cause I don't know about you guys. Um, but I remember back in those days that we were just spent a while talking about uh, before I liked F1 and kind of faded out and, and jumped ship and got into road racing a, a lot more. Uh, I used to kind of hate and dread when they went to Watkins Glen and, and Infineon or Sonoma as it's called today. Uh, I kind of didn't like when they would go to those tracks and do those races um, and that kind of changed over the years a little bit, uh, but at the time I didn't like it. And, uh, I, I'm wondering what NASCAR fans, you know, what people think of it today. Uh, Patrick Bradley, at least from the back in those days, what'd you guys think when you, when they went to those tracks, did you kind of tune out of those road races? Um, probably when I was younger, I yeah. definitely did tune out from those cause I didn't, I didn't understand it and it seemed like back then that it was the same drivers that were winning all those races or you would have the road course ringers that were coming in, you know, uh, and doing the races. Uh, what there was a couple of them. Uh, Max Pappas, I think he came in for a couple. Yeah, Scott Pruitt, Scott Ron Pruitt, Fellows, Ron Fellows, that's the one. Yeah. Ron Fellows, Borset. Borset. Yeah, they would, I remember just the road course ringers. They would come yeah. in. I'm, board, I think sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and as I've gotten older, I've actually appreciated it more. But and then once I got into sim racing, I still, I didn't actually like racing on those tracks because it's hard as hell. Yeah, uh, in an in a stock oh, yeah. car. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After going from like a GTE, GTLM, or you know one of those cars, yeah, God, it I feels mean, like. It's like what we saw the other night. It looked it looked to me like it was as difficult as it is for them in real life at like Daytona Road as it is in iRacing at, at a road course to drive the stock car. As in it, it it's like we we did some league road races at Road America and Watkins Glen over the past year, and Bradley and I feel pretty good at both tracks in any any road car really. Um, 
but in the, in the Xfinity or NASCAR uh, in league races, we were very sure of ourselves. Didn't translate for us at all. I mean, it's so different and difficult. Yeah, it's 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 a it's completely different. There's nothing like it, and it's just you could be an expert in road racing and those you know sports cars, but it's not the same. Those stock cars are how many more pounds heavier? It's not as fun. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, it's not not really. At all. Not as fun. I challenge what you say. I'll say it's comparable to driving that. F- I won't curse, but. It's like driving that BMW M4. <laughs> the GT4, I thought uh, the yeah. GT4. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that has that has even that still has more grip though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't have the same torque, but it, it feels like it's kind of. I know. Yeah, the, the road feel is very non-existent. That's that's the problem I have with racing the NASCAR Cup cars at a road course is I don't have any feeling. I, the, I feel like I'm just on ice all the time. Yeah, I think the Bria the kind of braking and all that stuff. You can't Lack just downforce. I think is really which good. is kind of what I Rob. I agree with you. That's how I feel in the GT4. Yeah, like I have to brake a mile early to not run off the track. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true. I agree that is, with that. That's a good point. Yeah. GT GTE and GT3 even to an extent, and especially LMP2, you can just dive bombing in i'll tell you another car that feels like that that i've found is that porsche gt3 cup car i, I don't like, have that so yeah I, I take your word for it yeah it, you can we, oh, no no hey guys we're not talking road, we're not talking too much road here oh. not talking too much road at the the road place let's get back on track <laughs> <laughs> it's not you start talking porsche gt3 you're getting too okay, far well away. let's let me interject this question in, and this is yeah. i don't know how useful this will be uh to push along the conversation but what do you think if anything, I mean, I know we have a long way to go to see what it's like, but with the new uh, car of tomorrow, basically, the, the next gen car, yeah, the next gen car. What's other than the look of it being a little more sport car like? What do you think that's going to mean? Because I think doesn't it? I could be crazy here. Isn't there a splitter in the back of that one? There's like a, a small diffuser. Splitter. There's a diffuser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, is that? Do you think that's going to make was, it any different? I was reading some differences today. I think the diffusers. That's a first. Um, they're hoping as I read today about it and I'd read it before a little bit, but just today to kind of refresh, not that I'm an expert on it, uh, but they're hoping to bring in more, more companies or manufacturers than just Toyota, Chevy or Ford. It'd be nice to see Dodge again, see a chart. Yeah, you think Dodge will come back, but do you think anybody else, who else would come in? I mean, what else do you see? Uh, um, what, what are some of the other... I mean, like IMSA, like BMWs, Porsche. Like, do you think that, that uh, kind of? I don't think you're going to see BMW. I don't think you're going to see BMW. I would see Honda. Honda. Yeah, you could see Honda. Honda. Uh, I mean, Toyota's J- Japanese, so let's not be. Yeah, uh, I don't know. How, I think I think you would have more likely see like Volkswagen, like more of an American, not necessarily American, but something German. What are you talking about? That's what I mean, though. What are you talking you, about BMW. BMW is German. Okay, well, is it? Yes. Yeah, okay. it is. But I thought it was folks, well, I don't. It's I don't know. It's not, that's that's the hot take. <laughs> that's the oh god, am I, I just know it's not American. No, I just. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of Volkswagen sold in America, so I think that's let's let's, uh, let's from a You're not going to see the NASCAR Audi, which is I want. Volkswagen owns Audi, so you're going to probably see yeah. between the two. You would you would have Volkswagen as the model. Well, you want something the common man can afford, uh, exactly. Let's, Let's bring uh, Renault, uh, Renault or Peugeot. 
Where are you going with this? I'm just, I'm just saying, let's, let's bring some diversity, right? I don't know what you're talking about. The NASCAR. Is that one of those Formula One things? Peugeot uh, had a popular and successful LMP1 at Le Mans years ago. And Renault is uh, Formula One. I was going to say, sounds like... Uh, yeah. Too much road racing. <laughs> yes, too much road racing. <laughs> Need an alarm to go off. Getting too diverse for some for folks. Speaking of diversity, yes. What do you think about? Uh-oh. Uh, now, 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 don't take this the wrong way. Uh-huh. Compared to back in, you know, the two like early two thousands, you know, the NASCAR schedule back then, and then you look ahead to the NASCAR schedule for this coming season, where they've did the most drastic changes that they've ever done since 1970. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on, obviously they're doing the road course at Daytona right after the 500. Um, another, uh, they're moving, they're doing a Bristol dirt race. That's new. Um, the race at Coda. Um, they're doing the all-star race in Texas. Yeah. Um, First race they're doing at Nashville Super Speedway. They're going to Road America for the first time. Um, and at Indianapolis, they are not doing the traditional brickyard. They're doing the road course. Oh, really? That's that's wow. dramatic to me. That that's, particular that's a big thing. change, though. Yeah, that's surprising. I mean, Bristol Dirt is, I mean. Yeah, I kind of, honestly, Tyler, I kind of want to go to that one. I'm close enough to get tickets. Bristol Dirt? Yeah. Now, I remember back in the heyday that we've talked about, you and I weren't we didn't live we didn't grow up very far from bristol uh we grew up very close to the the uh, tennessee virginia lines uh in that corner upper corner of north carolina and uh bristol was a, a ticket that you couldn't get i mean it was it was damn near a super bowl ticket every year for two races True. um i don't know if it's like that now that's that's the, that's one question i would have is 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 it like that now i don't know yeah i wonder i mean a lot of tracks have removed uh, stands daytona took away their backstretch yeah that's charlotte true. charlotte is it's there's not even a sign it was there in the last race we went to it was i mean there was those huge stands in the back and uh a bunch of boxes up there to watch the race from and now that's completely gone yeah you don't want empty stands in a, in a yeah sport. you see a lot of empty stands even before the pandemic i think they had problems well that's it, been that's what we did. were talking about at the top of the show here was yeah we're, the, we're I mean, we kind of just stepped through our history and where we faded out. And it's almost tough to say when and why and, and that kind of thing. I mean, take that for what it is. It, it There was a fading of interest. Um, and as we've kind of described, there's still an appreciation for it because it's kind of takes you back. Uh, but you still never let go of the of the stuff that you were interested, to, interested in back then. Um, speaking of the schedule, as Patrick brought it up, the road rate, the the increase in road courses was interesting to me, um, because of course NASCAR bought IMSA uh, not too long ago, I don't think. And uh, the car tomorrow, I get an IMSA vibe off the car tomorrow. I think the wheels, in particular, something something about or not car tomorrow, next gen car. I get kind of an IMSA vibe from the next gen car, uh, and it's like, are they trying to kind of? What are they trying to do? Are they with the road circuits? Uh, what is the, there has got to be a reason to add more road circuits to the NASCAR schedule, and what is traditionally an oval uh, type of of uh, 
racing series, why are they adding more road circuits to it? Uh, I mean, it was a great show at the at the Clash the other night at Daytona Road. That was that was entertaining as could be for, uh, for what it was, at least in my opinion. Um, so we put a question out to the NASCAR Reddit. If there's any anywhere to get a pulse of a particular community, in my opinion, it's Reddit. For better or worse, it's probably not the greatest sample uh, to get if you were trying to take a poll or do research. Uh, but if you throw something out to Reddit, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna hear what what the people are thinking. Um, so we threw that out there. What do you think about uh, the increase in road circuit races in NASCAR in 2021. Uh, so some of the responses we got, I feel like generally, the, and we got almost 30 responses. So we got a nice, nice spread of responses on this question. Uh, I feel like it was generally negative. Uh, and I know I've read these, Patrick. I think you've looked at them too. I've got them pulled up here. Um, looking at one a guy says, uh, I mean, Road America, this is quoting, I mean, Road America was a long time coming and we all kind of expected it to happen someday. And Daytona was a throw-in because of Auto Club. Uh, the only one that was a surprise was Coda. And even then, uh, that was sort of a desperation attempt by the track because they lost out on IndyCar uh, because of negotiations on what happened with the start of the season with TMS. Uh, if things were normal in 2020, I kind of doubt we'd be going there. Uh, so he's kind of like, I don't. I think just the circumstances of the last two years have kind of led to the increase in road races. Um, another person responded, said they, they are kind of okay with CODA, uh, Circus of the America, and Daytona, um, uh, but not not quite happy with, I think, as many as were on the schedule. Uh, I was looking through some more. Uh, another guy says, I appreciate the variety of racetracks and don't really want to see any one count uh, grow to overwhelm the others. Uh, there's other series where road racing is the bread and butter. I don't think losing your own identity for a type of racing that's well covered is smart. So basically, leave the road racing to IMSA is what he's saying. He's not one of the only ones to say that, uh, as we'll see. Uh, another guy says, uh, a lot of Kyle Busch fans on, on Reddit, by the way. Uh, another guy says, who's a Kyle Busch fan, uh, I love road courses in NASCAR. I am concerned with the amount we have now. To me, I believe... Uh, that what made them so good was that the same level of resources were not invested in them, in them before, but now uh, will be. So we'll probably see the same guys up front all the time. I, I think you would see the same guys. Isn't Chase Elliott like renowned as a road guy? Uh, He's won, I think, most of the like four of the last five road course races, like yeah. official road course races. Which I didn't know, by the way, as obviously. But uh, I like we said. I remember the days of Ron Fellows. Boris said Juan Montoya when he was in the, trying to do a, a run, which wasn't you know the greatest. Um, I mean, those were the guys dominating. They were there. There were still the same guys up front. Marcus Ambrose, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. But it was kind of cool because it was different, in my opinion. Um, this guy goes on to say, "I'm I'm also concerned that the current leadership of NASCAR is trying too hard to make NASCAR like IMSA." I mean. I like Imza, so um, this casting a bigger net, really. That's why I yeah, yeah, probably so. I mean, is that F one is kind of gaining popularity? I feel like in the U.S. Yeah, definitely with ESPN taking it over. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, Jimmy Johnson fan uh, on Reddit, he says I'm against. He's against it. I watch NASCAR to see oval racing. If I want to see road course racing, I would watch another series. For me, three road course races per season is a perfect number. I feel like that's the sentiment. 
Uh, here's another guy. He's a Chase Elliott fan. Go figure. I love road racing. Stages only change pit strategy. I love road courses because they challenge the drivers and equalize the competition. A good driver can l- drag a lousy car to a top five. Uh, I think if uh, if it were like iRacing and there were no cautions, maybe so. Sometimes that no caution thing lets the cream rise to the top. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the best way to put it. Because if you suck, you're just going to spend all your time in the grass <laughs> or in the pits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm I'm browsing for g- interesting responses. Some people just argued with other people. It is the internet, after all. Um, so not every response was very insightful. Oh, the, <laughs> this this one gets the response of the day. Uh, Reddit user Bucky Perkins. I'll give him. I'll name him uh, because he gets the response of the day. Uh, he says they should make a series in which stock cars or cars similar to road cars race on nothing but road courses. Maybe a division that allows for the development of prototype cars built specifically for road racing uh, forward slash S for sarcastic. In other words, we already have stuff for that. Uh, what are we doing here? That's, that begs the question. Uh, the one one thing I know we're talking about a road. I, was, I don't know why I just I thought about it. Why doesn't IMSA go to Circuit of the Americas? Do they not? I don't believe they do. I don't believe so. Oh. I wonder I wonder how that has it come about. They should. Yeah, I think they should too. That that would be a logical place to to hold the race. Yeah. I I would like to see it. I enjoyed the running Circuit of the Americas and I I will watch the NASCAR race there. I mean that's that's the thing. They that's that probably is the reason why, yeah, there's they're gonna let's be honest, us as as now sports car and IMSA fans primarily, we're gonna tune in for those races at Road America at uh circuit of the americas all those they don't road, especially yeah. after what we saw oh yeah right? absolutely are they are As they Rob, going to Rob just said it right cast a wider net that's that's true is that uh, how they're here we just spent a whole 30 minutes of this episode talking about how we missed the nascar of old and there's no way we'll ever get it back unless we build a time machine and then look what they've done they found a way to get us back they're reinventing themselves over and over again <laughs> I mean, I, that next gen car, I do like the look of it. Yeah, it looks, it's not like the old, that old car tomorrow with Oda. The, I hated the that. I hated wing the wing on it. and the yeah. splitter. At the front. Oh, yeah. That, that car was one of the worst motorsport pieces. I mean, that's just uh, it's awful. Uh, do you want to hear kind of a long, well thought out response here? I don't, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is from a Suarez man on Reddit. Uh, he said, patently against period. So he means business. Uh, there are a few road courses that deserve NASCAR races. I'm down to try a few, a uh, few out to see, uh, but fr- from what we have seen, Indy and Daytona Rovals don't deserve a NASCAR race. I'm optimistic for Coda, uh, but I tru- truly believe if NASCAR goes too far into this road course swing, it'll get old really fast. And, and what will happen is you'll lose older fans like my father, who isn't really that old; he's 50, and you'll lose road race fans. <laughs> Here's the point he makes, though: that's good. Uh, you'll you'll lose road race fans because why watch these slow, boxy, bad handling cars on a road course when you could watch nimble, light, agile cars in F1, Indy, or IMSA? Not a bad point, right? Yeah, he's, he does have a point, and I think they could take this another another direction and make it still interesting and a pre- have more appreciation for where the sport started, and that is don't just add... Uh, these big road courses and try to make it like Imza or make it like F1 or try to appeal more internationally. Why not throw like a South Boston or like a local short track in there? 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't I mean, know if that's going to work with the cars, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think cars could, fit on that. Yeah. What about North Wilkesboro? Oh, we could talk about North Wilkesboro. Yeah, oh, yeah, we could have a whole episode. How many and, years? and I understand they're doing that a little bit with Bristol Dirt, but I mean, why not? Why not throw like a local short track in there for like a, it's just like with Major League Baseball trying to to play a game in a cornfield. Do, I mean, do the same a, thing. It's a, I mean, that's like a gimmick. It is. It is a gimmick. It's just like the Little League uh, game they do in, in Pennsylvania, I think, every year. But why not? I mean, why not try it? If they're trying everything else, they're going to try dirt. They're going to try going to all these road courses. Why not say, hey, let's invest some money. We, we don't need fans because, I mean, hey, COVID's going on. Let's redo the surface of uh, North Wilkesboro, for example, and just run around one race there one year. Just just because they can, they can afford it. Yeah, I think but, that's been that's been a, a, a sentiment for years. Oh yeah, and I, and I'm I say that track because that's that's where we're from. That's a sentimental track, but I mean it could be any any operating short track or even well, medium sized track. That's not. I think fun. I mean speaking of sim racing, let's bring it all the way home. If anything has brought hope back to North Wilkesboro and enthusiasm, it's i racing, right? You would have to well, say I racing. Uh, to credit for that they they did but i think the the thought process is that it's there's 100 percent chance it's never going to be used again so this that's kind of like its tomb is i racing so that's that's where it's going to live now forever it's just so, sitting there just going to waste it, it is and i think it's, it's the thing. If just just strip the band-aid <laughs> off quit having it sit there yeah i know bradley and i drive by it a couple times a year it's just sitting there with with trees and brush growing up under the the grandstands, but it's it's still there. It's like it's waiting. It's like a ghost track. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I think Rockingham could, is like that too. Yeah, Rockingham is it's starting to uh, wear away pretty well too. They wanted to go to the auto clubs and. And now Wherever. look what they're doing with that track. Yeah. Yeah. They're what going to turn it into right. one of Martinsville, basically. That's right. They are changing that. Well, what well, he was one of the biggest tracks in, in NASCAR. Yeah, they're going to turn it into like a paperclip, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Modify it. I, it, uh, that leads me to a question I have for you guys is kind of related to that. What do you think about NASCAR's ownership of some of these tracks leading to? You know, they own ISC, which is International Speedway Corporation, which has, you know, a good number of their tracks. Yeah. Vegas, Texas, La Charlotte, Atlanta, right? New Hampshire. Bruton Smith is the name I remember from back yeah. when. I don't know where he is. That's if he's still alive. Yeah. ISC owns Auto Club. They own Chicagoland uh, Speedway. Darlington, Daytona, Homestead, Kansas, Martinsville, Michigan, Phoenix, Richmond, the drag strip at Route 66, which is Chicagoland, Talladega, and Watkins Glen. So they got it all. Right. Wow. That That's a good chunk of their schedule. Now, is, is that kind of like a, a monopoly if they own the tracks that they're racing on? Or... Because that it, it wasn't like that before, or at least from my memory. Yeah, I I've lost track of that. I remember um, kind of the ownership of the ones I just listed, and they all had kind of that similar logo. 
Um, that's the uh, Speedway Motorsports. Okay, that's a, um, that's a that's a different I company in that's, itself. That's the Bruton Smith Company. Yes, and they own um, North Wilkesboro, uh, Rockingham, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, Bristol, Charlotte, uh, Kentucky, Las Vegas, New Hampshire, yeah. Sonoma, and Texas. It's. I mean. Uh, can race tr racetracks need to survive because it's not like a, a baseball stadium where you get series of games, series of crowds in, I mean, motorsports. It's like, if you don't have enthusiasm for those few events that you get, you're, I, I don't see how you survive, how a track survives at least road courses. You can set track days and make a lot of money off of track days. I don't know if you get that as much. Yeah. I mean, it, I think they have other smaller events throughout the year. Like, um, I mean, Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is never going to hurt for money. I mean, they do that Christmas light thing every every year. And trust me, trust <laughs> me, they bring in a lot of money. I mean, income, I mean, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I, you're mean, well, I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't think the tracks are hurting for cash, but I do think they're going to downsize where they can. I mean, look at, obviously, Auto Club, the tracks that we've talked about taking stands away. I mean, they're going to reduce wherever they can to uh to save some money yeah i mean it's the popularity of motorsport and uh it's that's true too i don't know it seems like people either like imza and road or they like oval and nascar there's not a huge mix of the two obviously we know a lot i mean there's we we race with a lot of those with our particular team and i racing we kind of have the mix um but uh, or at least our little poll on Reddit, uh, a lot of people uh, didn't really don't really care for what's happening this year. They think it's going to get old. Um, they they're not interested in it. Uh, that remains to be seen because it's it still has yet to happen. It could be end up being a great idea. Um, and again, we we loved what we saw the other night. Yeah, um, that that little bit of it was a, a good glimpse, but. You know, there's stuff out there on the schedule that, you know, I know me personally, I just look at and I go, why are they doing a double header at Pocono? You know, it's like, I, I like, Pocono, you know <laughs> but I don't want to see Pocono on a Saturday and a Sunday. And then also the Xfinity is going to run on Sunday as well. It It's at Pocono. It's just, no, it's too, that's <laughs> overload. Yeah, I don't like Pocono and I racing. I'll say that. Yeah, it's one of my least favorites. Uh, not a big. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, and I it, watch it. it's you know you look at some of these tracks that they have on there. Some of them I understand why they have two races, but then they took away some races from certain tracks like hmm. Iowa Speedway. They don't. They don't have any NASCAR races this year. Um, and they have in the last pretty much since they built the facility, either at uh, Xfinity or uh, truck series. And then um, the one by me, Chicagoland Speedway, nothing. We didn't have anything last year because of COVID, understandably so, but now nothing. And NASCAR owns the track. Yeah, it's not, and that's not a small local track. That's a legit racetrack. It, yeah, it's one and a half miles, and it's 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 a big track, you know. Yeah, it's it's uh it kind of is built for, you know, the top tier. Yeah, it, it's I just don't know. And then having the dirt race at Bristol, 
That's interesting. I've seen pictures of, of that progression of them adding the dirt and everything. Um, I know we've, me and Bradley have mentioned it before. It's kind of going to set it up to be like a dirt track that we were partial to uh, with Raceway and Withville, Virginia, or Rural Retreat, Virginia, more specifically, uh, where we watched Kerry Earnhardt get his start. No, you're and talking about Jeffrey Earnhardt. Jeffrey Earnhardt. Kerry's son. Kerry was there yeah. watching his son, Jeffrey Earnhardt. Uh, and we were, we were there, too, watching <laughs> down in the pits and uh, watching him race a, a modified streetcar, basically, with robots in it. And uh, that had that was a very high-banked dirt track that, that was absolutely similar to Bristol. Uh, very, very fun. Oh, exactly. Track. Yeah, it was a half-mile with, uh, I mean, the same setup. I think they they marketed it as the dirt's dirt's answer to Bristol. Right. Yeah. And now yeah. now look what they've done. Yeah, that's Bristol, right. Which that that's kind of why I want to go watch it. Is one, it's it's close to where with with Bill is, and it just for that nostalgia watching dirt race. And I, that's why I would love, and I do enjoy on our fun runs doing the dirt racing because I love the uh, dirt uh, late model dirt cars. Yeah, that's going to be late models, all that. Seeing the top tier of NASCAR go do something like that's going to be uh, groundbreaking on its own. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never watched the trucks at Eldor. I just don't understand how how, how, how they how they doing. It, it was yeah. exhausting and I race. Yeah. yeah, I can't figure it out. But yeah. I, I want to get behind the wheel of the uh, sprint car one of these days. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year. So Daytona 500, let's close on that. Uh, it's This has not been so much as a pre-show as much as a kind of a talk about the Oval and NASCAR and, and kind of where we stand on it. Pure nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. The uh, Daytona 500 is this weekend. And uh, Daytona 500 memories, I mean, you can't really break it down because it's such a wild card race. I mean, if you're there at the end, you're there. I mean, it's just anything can happen. It's not... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know that you can really predict it very well. It's it's such a wild card situation, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, look at Dale Earnhardt. It took him how long to actually win it? Yeah. I mean, you have people that can get their way up there and then they just end up wrecked. Uh, I know last year, Bradley and I watched it and uh, thought we'd w- witnessed a death. And that was the, that was the storyline last year was the shock of that. Uh, it shook everybody up. Uh, hopefully we don't see that this year, but you always seem to see something at the end. I mean, it's just like an iRacing. If if you're at the lead at a at a super speedway race at the end, you can almost just count on being wrecked. Oh yeah, uh, it's just just like the Bush Clash. I mean, Bush comes to shove. They're going to roll. Shove. The, yeah, it's a roll of the dice. Are they going to wreck me or not? Like it's almost expected that you get spun out. It's like if I if the car in second can't win, nobody the leader can't win. Yeah. So it's like third and fourth can win. It's it's a it's a free for all. Yeah. So we can't really. I'm not going to make a pick other than I think Denny Hamlin will probably always win. <laughs> it seems like Denny Hamlin's the guy. Um, and some of, of the veterans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But as far as Daytona 500s, I mean. I don't know why I, it sticks out to me, Bradley. You remember this—the uh, rain delayed one where Ward Burton won in the cat car. That one sticks yeah, out. I to do me. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was from our peak time of NASCAR, and then I remember 
the Mark Martin Kevin Harvick photo finish when Mark was in the Army car, the Army O one. Yeah, I remember that. We were that going nuts. We were going nuts because we we love Mark Martin. He was right. close to retirement, and I mean that would have been incredible for him. I, th- I don't think he ever won in five hundred, did he? No, he didn't. Um, still, the one that sticks with me, is, like with everybody too, is the one Dale Earnhardt died. I do remember that one so so well. I do. Uh, it was number- Oh yeah, I watch it every once in a while. Because it was special. I mean, it was that was sad, and you knew there was something wrong. But it was really the cool part about it of that one. I the only cool thing about it was watching Daryl Waltrip call his brother's victory. Right. I mean, that was pretty interesting. All over the place. Oh yeah, it's like didn't don't he didn't know how to react to it. Right, and then that one that that one was eerie and memorable. The Mark Martin one that was about the most exciting. And that was kind of the first, I want to say that was the first year that they kind of finished it under the lights, which was really exciting. Uh, I also remember the one where Trevor Bain won in the 21 Wood Brothers car. That one sticks yeah, out. Yeah, he was like, he was a major underdog. Yeah, he was like, who, what, what? what? Actually, <laughs> what I, honestly, the one that sticks out to me the most out of, out of all since I've been following NASCAR is the one where somebody wrecked into the jet dryer and it caught the that track on fire. It was Juan Montoya. Yeah, it caught the whole track on fire and uh, watching that fire drip down the embankment and then they tried to put it out and it kept on burning and then it damaged the track. That was that was just surreal. That was Formula One champion Juan Pablo Montoya. What uh, what year was that? I don't remember actually. I'm gonna find out. (laughs) But I remember who did it. Um, I I was uh, so when Dale Jarrett retired. Me and Bradley chose new drivers to be fans of because you have to, you know, mark your allegiance. Um, so I, being a very modern uh, racing fan, I chose the newcomer Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, and I also was kind of behind Dario Franchitti, but he did not last long. Uh, so I went on to pull for him in IndyCar when he returned there uh, until he left with his uh, kind of injury issues. Uh, but, but yeah, Montoya. Uh, caused that to burst into that was very memorable. Just that was because. 20 2012. Okay, that was just like what is going on? Yeah, like, it's like happening a- in the Super Bowl of motorsport in America. <laughs> so, yeah, I do remember that too. That was fascinating. That's what we watched for. So, yeah, we'll uh, see what happens this year. I mean, it's it should be entertaining, that's for sure. Have to. We'll have to. We need to make a concerted effort, Tyler, you and me especially, to to pick a driver of the new crew and start following NASCAR weekly. Well, we kind of got into Timmy Hill. We were Timmy Hill guys last year, but he's just yeah doesn't doesn't carry over from the Pro Cup Invitational. Yeah, it doesn't really real life, right? I don't, and I I kind of don't want to. I don't want to stick with an old schooler because any 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 number of these guys are going to retire. Yeah. And then I, mean, I do have Kevin. I have an autographed Kevin Harvick uh, Coast Guard Bush car. And a Greg Biffle. Back here, yeah. I've got that one too. So, I mean, if you stick with old school, you've either got Harvick, Newman, uh, or yeah. Kyle, Kyle and Kurt Bush, right? Or Truex as well. Yeah, Truex is in there. Um, I think, uh, we need to need to make a pick here. Yeah, uh, Patrick, do you have any modern day NASCAR drivers that you're a fan of, or are you still neutral like we are? I don't have a, a, a clear cut favorite, but do, do we need to all pick one right now live on the? Yeah, app? I'm looking at the list actually, pulling up the list. You got Anthony Alfredo, Eric Amarola is the name that we know. Uh, Ryan Blaney, of course, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe is the name you hear a lot. 
We can also, I mean, some of the teams have not changed over the years, so we can also pick allegiance via team. Yeah, see, I'm looking at Chip Ganassi. I've always been partial to Chip Ganassi racing. They've got Ross Chastain in the 42. They have Kyle Busch in the one. This is how you choose your favorite sports team or athlete, by the way. You just do it on the fly. Yeah, you just, just roll then it you're right. All in. You're all in 100%. Don't like Denny Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. Brad Keselowski's still rolling in Team Penske. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. You got really Kyle Larson now with Hendrick in the five, Tyler. Go back to your Terry Labonte roots in the five. I don't know. I don't know about Kyle. Joey Logano's still there. Michael no, McDowell's, like Michael McDowell's still rolling. Logano and Keselowski just seem like they're the same. You got Tyler Reddick with Richard Childress. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my uh, team to pick. I'm going Hendrick. Hendrick? So which one? Which driver specifically? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, want you can't pick a team. This is oh, well, if I if I had to narrow it down to a driver, I'd go Chase Elliott. Obviously, I mean that's so easy. Uh, I know that's we'll... easy, and that's like a cop out. But I mean, he's what in his mid twenties. He just won the cup. Bubba Wallace. Was was he's in the new Michael Jordan. Uh, Denny Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets fans. What's wrong with that? Is that, uh, is that the woke pick? Not that, that I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah, Cole Custer fan with Stuart Haas. He won his first race uh, last year, I think, at Kentucky. Cole Custer. Yeah. Nothing really pops out to me that really gets me excited. See, that's the thing. I want you got uh, what if you want to pick and stick with sim racing? You got William Byron. With Hendrick, yeah. I've never, I've never liked the twenty four because I never liked Jeff Gordon, and I've never liked anybody with Hendrick. Ooh, um, since Terry Labonte, I was always a. Uh, speaking of, where, where the hell is he? There he is, Roush Fenway. So Newman's with Roush. I've, I've always been a Roush fan ever since Mark Martin and Jeff Burton. Always been into Roush. I think if I had to pick a favorite driver today, I always liked Dave Blaney. So I think I would go with Ryan Blaney. That's a good choice. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think I would, that's a good one. I think I would go with Ryan Blaney. I think if that's who I was going to pull for, it'd be that 12 car. Rob, so let me lock that in. Team Pinsky, Ryan Blaney, order me the T-shirts. I'm all in. <laughs> you got, who you got, Bradley? Let's go. I've got, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go back to, to your who you picked after uh, your, our favorite driver, Daryl Jarrett, retired. And I'm going to go with Chip Ganassi in the 42. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. Because Chip Ganassi just started with IMSA, so I'm going to keep it connected with Road and IMSA. So Bradley's getting a Ross Chastain lower back tattoo this weekend. <laughs> He's all in. Oh, Ryan Blaney and Ross Chastain. Heavy, though. We are partial, we're partial to the Fords here. but yeah. Patrick, who, who you got? Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, that's such a cop out. You should give me that easy one. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Rob, who do you got? Rob, just Kyle Busch. We we immediately terminate his tenure on the podcast. Yeah. Rob, Rob, yeah, no longer contributing editor at Matt. Yeah, I, I have no pick. I really just. Rob, would you, <laughs> Rob, would you like us to assign you a favorite NASCAR? I'm, yeah, hey, I like that. Okay, yeah, okay. Let me proceed back to the list. Give me something like someone that nobody likes. <laughs> okay, so Rob's favorite NASCAR driver. Uh, is going to be hmm. scrolling, scrolling. Who do we have for Rob? Anthony Alfredo. 
No, Anthony's likable, and he's an iRacing guy. Yep. We don't want Rob to get off the hook that easy. Yeah. Well, who here is not likable? Rob is now a Kurt Busch fan. Oh. He's with Chip Ganassi. He's with my guy. Yeah. I believe he beats his wife, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Rob is not a Kurt Busch fan. Got a lot to unpack there. So Rob is a Chip Ganassi Chevrolet number one Kurt Busch Monster Energy racing fan. Of course, he's sponsored by Monster Energy. He's probably a douchebag. <laughs> no offense to Haley Deegan. You're a sweet lady. Um, so Rob likes Kurt Busch now. All right. Quick question going. then for you guys. Favorite all-time driver ever? All-time. All-time. It could be well, Bradley, any time. Bradley, Bradley and Wolf for any motorsport. No, well, for NASCAR. Let's oh, NASCAR. narrow it down to NASCAR. Easily, uh, Mark Martin. Easily. Mark Martin. I, mean, I love Dale Jarrett, but I think overall most likable. Mark and Mark was really good in his later years. And, and Mark, Mark started chance. Yeah. Dale Jarrett won that Talladega race, and and that was he, that was about it. To be honest, you and me jumped on the Jarrett later, but yes. from the beginning when I was young, I mean when we first got into NASCAR, you were Terry Labonte, I was Mark Martin, and I I stick with Mark Martin overall. I'm gonna have to say Mark Martin too, really. Yeah. I really do. Probably the most likable guy in motorsports outside of uh, yeah. Uh, hi to my family at home. Yeah, Scott Pruitt. I like Scott Pruitt. Yeah. Rob, you uh, said uh, Ricky Rudd, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sticking with Ricky Rudd. Because <laughs> he likes Tide. Yeah. He likes Tide. What about Austinville from Dawsonville? Yeah, McDonald's and whatever else. And that's a little you know, before my time, I'd say. Yeah. His Mark, prime. Mark, Mark kept going longer than that. Yeah. yeah Mark, he, he went Mark for racing so much, he just he couldn't retire. I don't know what he's he doing right got now. A lot of Good years from Mark. Yeah. Um, if I had to make my pick, it was up until he passed Dale Earnhardt. And then after that, it turned to Tony Stewart. Uh, uh, wow. You killed me. I thought you were a bad guy. You just said Earnhardt as well as Chase Elliott. Then you said Tony Stewart. I'm like, Patrick's not a bandwagon guy. Yeah. If you're going to root for the guy that killed a guy, then uh, – that's all I can think about now. I've watched the video. I, I see. I don't think of that. I don't, I don't know why. He didn't do it until later, but still. I, cause I, I think of Tony Stewart when he was still with Joe Gibbs. Yeah. yeah. And he was still in the 20 car, the Home Depot car. You know, I don't I don't think of it when he became Pontiac. an owner driver. Yeah. So you remember him from the Pontiac Home the Depot? The Pontiac, and then when they just switched over the Chevy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won one of the uh, Martinsville races Bradley and I went to. I think he did. Yeah, that was one. Uh, was that the one where we were rooting for Rusty Rollins, where he looked like he? Oh, and somebody wrecked Rusty. It was his last year. Mm-hmm. See, just like the Dale Junior or the Dale Jarrett story, Bradley and I were there as these these old hats were were fading out, and it's like we we never recovered once they all faded out. Yeah, it's like we're we're old men, but we're only thirty. Back in my day, NASCAR NASCAR is not the same anymore. I mean, that's how it is with anything. Well, now that I'm a I'm a newly christened Ryan Blaney fan, maybe I'll get back into it. <laughs> yeah, give it, a, give it a chance this weekend because we still love driving. We still race oval races and we race stock car races and iRacing. racing. So we enjoy driving. The question is, do you enjoy watching? And that's where we got lost. Is we we'll drive it all day long in iRacing racing, and and love the hell out of it. Uh, but can it keep us glued in and engaged to watch it and follow it and get into it? 
that is the challenge that NASCAR ha- has for, for certain people. And we just happen to be some of them, I think, as we've kind of outlined. So let's, uh, we'll challenge ourselves. We'll follow, you can follow it on into the apex throughout the year. Can, can it keep our attention and will we give it a fair chance? Let's put some of that responsibility on ourselves uh, because we love motorsport. Uh, I think for us specifically, the fact that they're going to do more road racing will probably pull us back in. But as we went through on, on the internet and read it, uh, it might push some people away. So it's like a push and pull. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. New blood. <laughs> maybe maybe Rob will will get back in. Ah, you never know. <laughs> they need to bring more races back up to Canada. They're, they're, what they're going to do is take the uh, fenders off and just make them open wheel, open wheel cars. That's right. It's, it's just going to get Rob to uh, to follow. NASCAR. There we go. One day they will merge NASCAR and IMSA. I don't believe that, but maybe. Or one day they're going to merge IMSA with NASCAR and it's just going to be all the street version cars going around on oval tracks. uh, Or like IndyCar, do a mix of it all. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I like IndyCar at ovals just because people could still die. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, death. And you gave me crap about liking Tony Stewart. Well, they got the windscreen. Let's let's be honest. IndyCar at ovals to this day is terrifying and that's why you tune in that's true do they do they still go to richmond by the way i don't know they go to richmond because if they do i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna try to make it up i don't know if they do or not you have to look find it out they go to places like texas and and that kind of thing and it's terrifying yeah and they they've gone to iowa speedway which is just a little bit bigger than richmond i believe some of the speedways in indycar i mean obviously you see people like I mean, Jimmy Johnson's not doing those. Roman Grosjean, I think, changed his uh, his plans uh, to just do road courses when he was going to do ovals uh, after his near death near death experience. So I'm, I don't think I'm making light of it. I think even the drivers acknowledge that Indy cars at oval at speedways uh, are, are don't go to many more speedways. Death. You know, Texas is the only one other than Indianapolis. Well, you know that right. Do I know that? I don't know. They well, go to- they, here's the, okay. schedule. the schedule is maybe, yeah, maybe. It's uh, Barber Motorsports Park's a road course. Streets of St. Pete, that's a road course. Texas, they've got two races back-to-back at Texas on May 1st and 2nd. Dude, then you've got trap. Indy Road. You have Indy Road, then the Indy 500. That's trap. Belle Isle, doubleheader. And then Road America, Mid-Ohio. Streets of Toronto. Ooh. Streets of Nashville. Indianapolis road course again. You say streets uh, of Nashville? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Absolutely. Grand Prix. Um, they go to gate. What used to be, I know it's called Worldwide Technology. It's Gateway. Not a super fast track. I get it. Uh, Grand Prix of Portland at Portland International Raceway. Uh, and then you have uh, Laguna Seca and then Long Beach in September. And that's it for their season. So only a, a small handful of oval tracks for just a few. Just a few death traps. Okay, that's better. Okay, <laughs> so you're not really uh, enough to where you're not going full champ for a championship run, but you can be cautious and just do the road races. I get it. Yeah. So it's uh, basically American F1. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's really that's that's what it's become. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's all road cars and open wheels. It's a place yeah. where washed up F1 drivers come to uh, <laughs> to keep to keep getting paid. 
and Jimmy okay. jo- and Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson because he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, that's what it seems. So, well, we'll see what happens this weekend. We we've we've decided our favorite drivers, all four of us. Um, we we missed NASCAR in nineteen in the late nineties, but um, we'll give it a shot. We'll we'll keep trying to get into it. I think iRacing helps us. Uh, it's it's there's just uh, I think a lot of the fans of our, of this age kind of know where we're coming from, and it's it's interesting. Uh, you're kind of trying to recapture that uh, from from that kind of golden era of NASCAR. Can they can they bring people back? Are they headed for uh, more of an IMSA style thing? Are they going to are they going to make changes to the point that they push people out of, and lose interest, or are they going to bring everybody back into it? I think it's, I mean, they're changing things to the point to where it's not certain. Um, but we know one thing, the Daytona 500s this weekend, iRacing is all over Daytona. Our leagues are all over Daytona. Uh, so that's where we are and have been for January and February. And we'll see what happens. We'll see who wins the Daytona 500 on Sunday. And we'll follow up on it next week on Into the Apex episode 22. But for episode 21... We are glad to have Patrick with us again, and we will see you next episode. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.